some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. That's rad. It's the Process Podcast, episode 48. Today, 48. Zach Watson. Yes, sir. Still does not know whether he has COVID. No. No. I would say most likely not. I don't think you do. But also, usually when I get sick, it's bad, but usually, like, as soon as I take medicine and I just chill out, I'm over Mm -hmm. it in, like, two days. But it's been, like, this Unless someone else is living with you that is also sick, like me. Yeah, but this has been the third day, and it hasn't been, like, the first day was a bit rough, but today, like, I'm okay. I just got, like headache still and i feel a little lightheaded still a little out of it pretty standard though if you're feeling sick anyways yeah but like but it's still going on Hmm. so i don't know i don't think i do but at this point um anything's possible i think it's like just the smartest thing to do is just go get get checked anyways like yeah get a test minimize your exposure we'll have to do sean's like where I live in York region, we're going into the red category of whatever that means on Monday. And so which, am I. And so are you. Which Waterloo means region. I think it's starting Monday or something. Yeah. I think so. Probably. And then the greater Toronto area is also going to be going into the red category, the gray category on Monday, which means. They're going to the gray. DEFCON 5. I think so. Ooh. Something like that. Maybe. I could be very wrong. I, have a, I don't think it's fully being locked down, but they're like chill out people. Chill uh-huh. I think that's and if right. nothing, if if nothing gets better, then they'll probably have to lock everything down again. I was gonna say, I think that's like red, right? Because red is like basically only essential businesses open. I th- yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, and at those businesses, you have to wear like a mask and whatever. And then like yeah. gray, like which is essentially DefCon Five, is yep. like all right, like nothing. literally ev- everything's closed except for like maybe grocery store and pharmacy or something. Yeah. And it's like, stay inside your fucking house. <laughs> yeah, don't leave. don't leave. You have to do, you have to do remote work. Yeah. Which speaking of remote work. So yeah. So if that's the case, then, then we'll have to do, um, any episodes that we want to do with Sean. Unfortunately, we're going to have to do it remote, which isn't really the end of the world. It's um, not. It was just, it was nice. Cause like it'd be probably, it'd be easier in person. And we just wanted to see him cause we haven't seen him in person in a little while. Yeah, like end of July. It's yeah. been a long time. Oh, it sure. It has been even longer than I thought, actually. Yeah. yeah. So it was nice. But yeah, it's not the end of the world. No, but... we'll be able to make it through. Yeah. Episode 50. We will uh, we'll probably be able to have him on episode 50 if that's the case then. Yeah. Yeah, then we, we totally be, We wouldn't be traveling to him or he wouldn't. I wouldn't have to be picking him up and bringing him out to you or whatever like that. So we should be able to mm-hmm. make that work. We will... Uh, I think he's gone home this weekend. Probably gone home to London. So we'll uh, touch base with him tomorrow on Saturday. See what he see what he's up to, and uh, what he wants to do. But speaking of remote work, you, my good friend, mm-hmm. good sir, Sir Zach Watson of Cambridge, may potentially be question mark hypothetically employed. Is that a fair statement? Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. You've signed yeah. some papers, so it's yeah. I kind of got. A vibe at um, at first the vibe was like, you want the position, it's yours kind of thing. 
but then it was like all right sign fill out these forms and the forms were like in the context of like an application but i don't know if that's mm. just to make it like all like official or whatever like probably and then probably uh, more just to collect your information yeah right? so but yeah i might potentially well i potentially have one lined up and i'm hopefully waiting to hear back soon which at this point would probably be uh beginning of next week that's I wouldn't. Exciting. I wouldn't imagine they would get to me over the weekend. If they did, hey, props. Yeah. But I mean, I they're a startup. So. They could be like, we work all hours, seven days a week, twenty four seven. That's what we work. Yeah. Like, right so on, party on, Wayne. So yeah, might have a cool job lined up, which I'm actually really pumped for. That's so exciting. Um, and yeah, remote work. It's like all remote. Yeah, which is so, big, good thing. Yeah, because it's in like smack dab downtown Toronto. And because yeah, when I was talking to my parents place. about it last night and like my dad was like, yeah, you should go for it. Go for it. The only thing is like at what you're getting paid, you got to think like if you're driving there every day, it's like covering the cost of gas mm-hmm. and parking. And then there's not really much left after that. No, you're not really. Effectively, you won't be making any money after that. Yeah. So you'll probably be filling up gas every two days. Yeah, so once I kind of talked to the person a bit and asked them about, like, because they said they're flexible work hours and remote work, like, we'll see what, you know, what mm-hmm. they mean by that. And they were like, yeah, no, it's it so far it's, like, only remote work because where they're located are is the Ryerson Clean Energy Zone in Toronto, mm. which I believe is part of, like, a Ryerson campus area i guess yeah, probably i mean ryerson's um, campus is like all over yeah, the, the downtown core yeah exactly so like i guess it's falls Ryerson under Green some of their energy. land um Hopefully. but it's like yeah. a big kind of area of like you know be a clean energy like tech type company and work and i think it seems like there's it's like they have spaces that startups can rent or like something where they can you know have their own like headquarters type thing without having to like because they're startup don't have the money to go rent a hole or buy a building. Yeah. It's like somewhere they can start and have access to like facilities and stuff like that to start from. Hmm. Um, as long as that they fall under like a clean energy type, you know, be green type cool. type um, company. That's what I've kind of seems like from what I've looked That's at. That's pretty cool. So um, because of that, it's, it's, I guess, part of school grounds or government run. It is completely closed because of covid so covid yeah so far it's and so far and for at least the foreseeable future unless they have a vaccine that comes out soon that is completely amazing and cures everyone then for the foreseeable future it will be closed yeah still so it's going to be remote work for i mean the person i talked to said probably not until like end of 2021 maybe even 2022 wow um, but again, that's, that's, like, that's a full year plus that's, that's going off of what the situation is right now, where it's kind of yeah. and is that's worse right now for COVID. Yeah. Um, this is true. This is true. But if things change, then that will probably change. Right. But, mm. but it's going to be constantly evolving. Right. For me to like, just stay at home and I'm lucky where I don't have to pay rent at home and, and I don't really have any expenses. At least I can make some money and save it up. And not have to yeah. drive out and stuff like that. So yeah, you'll be able to start kicking back that loan, and which is gonna be nice, I think. So big time. I'm excited. 
hopefully I uh, I get it. It's also your first employment, like your first design job, really. Yeah, I'm happy. It's like, yeah, it's not the That's best not money. That's not that you're getting paid for. Yeah, and it's like the money's not great, but um, it's like the experience and the portfolio work that I want. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like it, it is also it's it's more money than zero dollars an hour, right? Exactly. And at this point there's no other design jobs that look like I'm you know, I'm not getting any other offers. So I was gonna go for like a retail warehouse job anyways. And you you would which hate that. You I would, would hate, hate it. That. It'd be it wouldn't be relevant to what I wanna do. I, the experience would be not relevant. The, I couldn't I wouldn't have any portfolio work. No. Um, and I'd be getting paid minimum wage anyway. So it's like, so I, I think it's a win-win if I can, if I can get it. I so. think, so. I think so. Especially since you'll be able to work from, from home for a lot of it too. Mm-hmm. Like, have you thought about what a, what a daily routine looks like? Say they start at five and end at three. Have you thought about like, if you're going to like sketch between such and such time, have like post stuff up on your walls and everything. And- I haven't thought it yet. I'm going to. If, if they get back to me and they're like, yeah, it's positions yours. Um, that's where I'll probably ask them a bit of like, okay. So like when you said like flexible hours, like what do you, what does you know, that mean? What does that mean? Like, is it like, okay, if I want to start at noon and go until whatever, mm-hmm. or is it meaning, you know, if I want a day off, I can just have a day off and here I'll do some hours on the weekend kind of thing. Like, yeah. Whatever, cuz it's like if I'm just working from home anyway, he's got nothing else better to do, really. This is like, true. Like as long as I can fit time in for this and a little yeah, free time here and there, pretty, like this is a pretty small commitment anyways. It's like an hour and a half a day. Yeah, right? and it's like it doesn't I don't mind that. And like especially cuz this job like I potentially pretty much be working on like electric vehicle, electric products, like renewable energy. It's super exciting. Clean energy projects where it's stuff that I'm really interested in, so it's like I'd want to work on that stuff. So yeah, I wouldn't mind putting in a few extra hours here and there to just spend on it. So I want to see, because yeah, I might free up some wall space. I mean, I've got tons of other wall space anyways. And <laughs> You've got a lot of wall space. And once I start talking to the people I'd be working with, if I get the job, then figuring out what we're working on, then yeah, I might, I'll probably have some stuff on the wall and yeah, you know, it's organize cool. that stuff. Yeah. Go over go over to Zach's house and there's just like electric vehicle concepts pinned up on the wall. Possibly. Looks like yeah. a full you can effectively transform your room into an automotive design studio. Yeah, like you walk in and it's like reflective, like clear tile floors and it's yeah. like just ambient light and everything's just gray oh. and the whole room's empty and then there's just like on one wall has sketches and there's a little table with a model in the middle and you're like, Oh what is this room? It's like, Oh, this is my bedroom. What is this place? Where's your bed? No, 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 no. No, 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 it's not a it's minimalism. Not a I don't need a bed. You don't, like you don't even need a mattress. Apparently, my... that's a thing. Apparently, sleeping just on your back is good for like alignment. Isn't that like Japanese? Don't they do yeah. that still? Like, I think so. Where it's um, they'll have like a like if it's a wooden floor, it's not just mm-hmm. like you're sleeping right on the wooden floor. It's like they have some sort of mat type thing. Yeah, but gives you a like little a bit of cushion. Mat. And then like one of those small like um, cylinder like pillows, like a small little pillow. Yeah. And they just sleep like that. Because yeah, apparently that's supposed to be like the best for you. The best thing. Then we're all like, get your Tempur-Pedic mattresses and like supports you and you sink into the thing. I'm like, apparently that's not good for you. But then it's like everything. You look deep into it enough and it's good or it's bad. I wonder if it's like one of those things where 
it's kind of the whole like um like allergy and and viruses and germs that where it's like yeah. we're so clean that our bodies aren't used to like dirt and stuff like that yeah. so then because isn't that kind of a theory going around i don't know if it's confirmed about allergies is like because it's we have so much going on that like yeah. more and more people now have allergies whereas like yeah way back when like you know my, my parents always said you know their generation it's like you know we didn't know that many people that had allergies right it was like mm-hmm. you go outside and you just mess around like you know what i mean you have more immunity to it so i wonder yeah. if it's like that it's like a temperature is probably good for you yes but mm-hmm. it's because our whole lives we've been sleeping on really soft mattresses so now Possibly. our spine expects you know softness but if it needs comfort but you know from natural like human you know humanity like it's actually just meant to be on the floor and that's the best i think so i mean two two things on that one when i was in australia i slept on i slept in a bed twice three times four times for the entire time i was there the rest of the time i had this little two inch thick camping mattress Mm -hmm. and that was the extent of comfort and then i was sleeping on on a floor other than that so it was like literally for all intents and purposes, sleeping on the floor. First two nights was like really hard because it was just very difficult to get used to. But after that, it was pretty fine. It was terrible to wake up in the morning though. You, For some reason, you get very comfortable just sleeping on the floor. But hmm. to the allergy thing, my parents said the, have said the exact same thing. Like when they were growing up, there was maybe one kid that had a peanut allergy yeah. in the entire school and that was it. But I also think if you look at it through the lens of like our parents are pretty much the same age, like back in back in the seventies and the eighties when they were growing up. The the way that we produced food then so different than the way that we produce food now. Mm-hmm. And like maybe it's not the actual peanut itself that's causing the allergies, it's all the chemicals and crap that they spray it with that the body then has a reaction yeah, to. I feel right? like it's got to have something to do with it as well. Oh, totally. 100%. 100%. Like, the the whole food thing is food and allergies and chemicals and stuff is, that's just a, that's a whole hairy mess of a podcast debate. Yeah. And nowhere near educated enough on it. I kind of want to do that now. Like, go, let's go full, like, Japanese aesthetic lifestyle. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen, like, um... Like I, like I followed this, these accounts on Instagram that were like, um, like home studio layout layouts and, oh yeah and stuff like that where it's, um, you know, it's just some of the, some of the renders, most of them are photos of like people that just have really nice, like home, home desk, home studio workspace, living space type setups mm-hmm. where everything's just like really obviously nice really stuff. nice. And then a few of them I've seen like beds and like it looks like it's just a really thin mattress on the ground. Mm-hmm. There's no like bed frame really? or anything. Nothing like the bed's not high. The bed's just on the ground low. And like, I know it's one of those things. It's almost like you would imagine like you went, you know, some young person, like some apartment or something they're staying in. And it's like, you think, Oh, I just don't have the money for a bed mattress kind of thing. It's one of those yeah. hipsterish things, but like, it looks kind of cool. To be honest, it's, it's got, got a, like it's got thing. a certain aesthetic. There's a certain allure to living that way. I think living on the bottom on feels the good for my back. Floor. Then, yeah, I don't see why not. I just, I just, I don't know enough about it. I quite like my bed the way it is. It's pretty comfortable. Me too. I, uh, but I think I almost <laughs> think 
I don't have to worry about it. I think just the mattress just on the floor be kind of could be kind of a vibe though. I think so. I've always yeah. wanted to do that, but then I'm like then I lose all my storage under the bed. That's true. I did that when we moved to like to this house and we're like yeah. packed a bunch of stuff and I'd taken apart like my bed frame. Yeah. So like the night before we moved, like I was just had my mattress on the floor and I loved it. It was pretty great. I was like, this is just better. <laughs> just I wonder why that is. Like it's it's a weird thing, like being close to the ground and sleeping. Yeah. Like it's like connected, connecting with the earth. Well it's like when you see way. like the whole going back to the little Japanese like lifestyle thing and you know, where it's like, okay, there's like a, a table to eat at, but it's not chairs. It's like just a really low table and you're like you've got little kind of mats and you just sit on on the mm-hmm. ground and and stuff like that and it's i don't know it's very that's like proper minimalism right there you know yeah that's proper min- but i like proper that. minimalism is not having a dining table at all proper minimalism <laughs> is not eating minimalism is pure non-existence yeah but that's obviously not a practical thing at all that's no, a bit it'd be kind of cool extremist. to try though i mean I maybe maybe, cool. when, maybe when we get a place once covid chills out and Dude, you're gonna have you're gonna have money now. You're gonna have an income. Hopefully, if everything goes right. That's pretty, that's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. Trying to get too hyped over it. Just yeah, you don't want to get your expectations up too but, much. Um, but it's it's exciting. It'd be it'd be nice not to have to worry about still looking for a job and. Yeah. You know. I mean, I can't see them giving the job to anybody else though, especially since the ways that you got in contact was so direct. Yeah, that's what I was kind of, that's kind of what my, my thoughts on it were, so. I can't really see them interviewing people to work at a startup, you know, like to work at a startup, I feel like like you're recruiting people, you're seeing who's interested. Yeah, maybe more like that, yeah. That's, that's how I would treat it. Like if I was in their position, I wouldn't be putting out a job posting I yeah. would be going around seeing who I can well, find. Well, that's the thing. I haven't seen a job posting for it. Yeah, me neither because right? I looked at the, on their LinkedIn profile. Yeah. And, and we're, I was looking nothing. at it on their website or like on their like stuff to do with them. Mm-hmm. Like in the in that energy zone and like there was nothing like clear like, you know, apply to this startup. So yeah, exactly. you could be right. Just like more of a recruit, you know. Hey, do you know someone who does the same thing as you like we're trying to expand the team like do you know someone good kind of thing exactly which is how which is the point of your your first point of contact with this company right which was that so you know hey dylan you want (laughs) to i would but i don't think i can leave my current pay rate for less hours and less money that's that's an interesting thing. If you had if you had a job that was say paying you 40, 50, 40 say 50 bucks an hour. Um flexible hours like you work whatever hours you want in a week at a really cool design studio. You're working on cool projects. You know, you're making a decent amount of money in a day. You're pulling in say what's 8 times 5? 40. 40. So you're pulling in say like 800 bucks or no, where did I get that? 400 bucks a day. Yeah. 2000 bucks a week, effectively for all intents and purposes. Nice. So over a hundred grand a year, give or take, especially juicy, if you, juicy. especially if you work overtime. Yeah. It's a juicy paycheck. Now say you have this job, you've been working this job for two years, right? 
you have pretty minimal expenses. Your rent is pretty affordable. Food's pretty affordable. Other than that, you're not dishing out too much cash. So you keep, you're keeping most of it. Now, the opportunity arises where you can work at an, an automotive design studio for half the pay. Yes. In a heartbeat, you'd go? Yeah, no, I'm knowing me, yeah. Like, see, for me, that's like, if that was my dream to go in a car studio, like, yeah. how badly I want to do that. Say it, yeah. say it was you you're, you got a job at the design studio for Honda. Yeah. And you'd go? Uh, I mean, it's tough. See, now, now that I said Honda, now you're thinking about it a bit more. <laughs> well, the more, I was thinking about, no, it's just tough in general. It's like, I think I would. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just one of those things like, you know, you could say it, but if I was actually in the position, it's like, you know, surviving on like that, that money. It's like, well, you'd have to like, you know, maybe move to something else, somewhere else or whatever. Yeah. You'd have but, to make sacrifices. And... But at the end of the day, like if I wanted to get into, you know, into the automotive industry, it'd be a car designer. The only way you're going to get higher up in that industry, make more connections in the industry and move around between companies is to start at one of them. This is true. Right? Because if, you know, if I start that and then now I've got all this experience and portfolio work for a car design, it's going to be a lot easier to move around in the automotive industry to go to other car companies. This is true. You know? You got a point there. It's that in you need. And once you're in, then... And that ends, like, I feel, again, if you're good, like there's definitely potential to you know move up and Mm -hmm. you know get paid more and work on crazier shit and you know i think i would though to be honest even even a honda i mean that's that's a funny conversation right of like and every car designer dreams to design for like ferrari but most of them even if you're lucky enough to become a car designer Mm -hmm. most of them you're going to be at like you know ford or honda or nissan or you know, you could be designing the next Nissan Kicks, which you can probably lease from fifty-two dollars a week. Yeah, right. But at the end of the day, that still be like so sick, to be honest. That's yeah, and like, and I feel like, like if you if you got that job and then felt bad that you're working at Nissan, Nissan, you're working as an automotive designer at Nissan, but you're pissed off at yourself because it's not Mercedes. It's like, I think you just have to reevaluate yourself. I was going to say your priorities are... More than anything. Priorities are a bit out of whack. Yeah. Like, but like I've seen like, you know, after having a lot of, following a lot of people on Instagram that are car designers and, you know, having a lot of connections on LinkedIn and stuff, I've seen a lot where, you know, they're working at like Honda or something and then now they're working at like one of the exotic companies. Mm -hmm. It's totally possible. It just depends on how much you want to work you want to put in, how much better you want to get, the connections you make. Straight. Like I saw like, you know, my dude, um, Sasha Slipinov. Slipinov? Slipinov? Yeah. Slipknot. Slipknot? He's into like Metallica and Megadeth and metal and stuff like that. So he probably does like Slipknot. Um, Who's Sasha? He, 
he worked um used to be the head of design at bugatti and now he's the lead designer at koenigsegg oof but like you know i feel like i should have known that for he, that type of pedigree he's moving around like i remember i saw his post like it was only like maybe a year ago or something that he officially announced or maybe it was actually more than that that he's at koenigsegg and he i remember seeing him on instagram has a post and it's at night and it's off the front of the Koenigsegg building in Sweden. And um, oh, where do they make it now? Engelholm, Sweden, maybe. Um, and it's like the sign, the Koenigsegg sign outside of the building where they make it wow. all lit up. And it, the ca- caption is like, dreams do come true. So it's like, you know, things like wow. happen. And there's one guy I saw, I think I found him off of like Simcom or something. And I follow on Instagram who's like, he was the head of design of Honda in, 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 uh, I don't know if it was Honda. I don't think it was Honda Japan. I think it was Honda somewhere in North America or in like Europe somewhere, like one of the other headquarters. Uh, still but, though. But you want, but like his stuff was like his like CAD work was really? insane. Oh. Like his designs, like all the design studios looked super sleek and like, and unreal and now i think he's that koenigsegg for something as well or some you know he's moved up so that and like you know you see people move around a lot so it's possible i'd probably take that oh if i was like if i got lucky enough to be in the in the auto industry at that point i'd know i'm good enough to be there yeah and you've earned your way once you're in like that's how you get move around right so Mm -hmm. i think i would take that leap yeah why not like what do you have to lose it's a big risk, but I've also it's like, you know, it's that thing of don't get too comfortable type thing, right? Yeah. You want to move around, like, you want to... It's a stuff. big risk, but I feel like a big risk is just a relative term. Like, you're not going to die, you know? You're, you're still going to be alive at the end of the day. Yes, exactly. It's like, I mean, like, it's essentially, it's like, you know, if my dream is like being be a car designer, it's like, you're asking, okay, do you take less pay for your dream Mm -hmm. it's like well yeah Mm. you know what i mean would you though because then it feels like you're devaluing yourself i don't think so i I wouldn't see it like that to be honest i wouldn't or i wouldn't take it like that like devaluing yourself it's like you know if i'm like if you're at if you're at a design job where you're making 50 bucks an hour Mm -hmm. or more like that's probably not an entry level position. Like you, you're already no, work, worked, worked your way. You worked your way up. Like you're you're talented at whatever in, car, in design industry you're in. Um, you're talented. You're doing well. You know what you're doing. Now to go into the automotive industry, it's kind of like starting back at like step one again. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you you got all the experience you have, but if that's not like if you know you're starting kind of from a from a from the beginning again, bottom of the ladder. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay, where well, you're gonna get. Pe- you might get paid less. Yeah, that makes sense because I'm at a lower position. But yeah, I know I'd I'd say it's worth it. I would think. Oh yeah, totally. Here's another one because I, I was listening to this podcast last night, and that's kind of why I pitched this question to you just to hear your answers. But Dax Shepard, this is on Dax Shepard's podcast, mm-hmm. and he had Daniel Ricardo on, mm-hmm. good old Aussie Italian guy, Danny Rick, good old Danny Rick. Danny Ricciardo, Ricciardo, um, asked, he asks Daniel, he said, if Williams would pay you, like, this is obviously paraphrasing what he said, but if Will, like Williams Racing would pay you 
50 times what you're making now to drive their cars versus Mercedes paying you nothing to you drive go, the Mercedes. You'd go Mercedes, wouldn't he? Which, which one would you pick? He said Mercedes. I can't. No, he didn't. Really? He didn't say Mercedes because he's like, as as cool of an opportunity as that is, he's like, I know my worth. You know? I mean, interesting. It's interesting. I don't quite think it was Williams, but I used Williams as the example for that. Well, just for I wouldn't be surprised because right now they're the worst in F1 by like yeah. a pretty big margin. Um, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But, but, but the idea being that even if you have the opportunity to work with and for the best for no money, is that necessarily something you want to be doing? Because then it's like you, you should know your worth kind of a thing. I mean, that's, you know? that's, that's interesting. That's a good way to look at it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's thinking of yourself as a commodity more than anything. I think, but yeah, like, like that, that is a good point. Like know your worth for sure. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I'd be like, okay, Williams offers me 150 million to drive for them. Yeah. Or Mercedes offers me zero dollars for free at that the point they are now yeah at the point they are now but you but you're going to survive this is like true yeah he's got money like at this point he's got enough money he doesn't have to work and do anything ever again yeah right he's getting this paid i don't know what his contract is but he's paying getting paid a few million a year 100 percent. yeah definitely right? so he's more than sorted mm-hmm at that point, if you're getting into F1, ultimately you're not getting into it for the money. You're getting into it to win. You want to be yeah. the best in the history. And so, like, wouldn't you want to take the chance to put yourself in a position where you can win? I would say yes. But what's the cutoff for that? Like, doing it for zero money where they're literally just taking advantage of your pure ability? That's the thing, like as a designer, you have the ability to do stuff that not everybody else on the planet can do. You know, you have the idea to yeah. conceptualize ideas, visualize ideas, physically manifest those ideas in, in a physical form and generate new ideas. And not everybody can do that, you know? So if you elevate yourself to the point where you're head of design at such and such company and you've you've worked a long way to get there, you put in time, extra hours, blah, blah, blah. But then this other like dream place you've always wanted to work at says like, hey, come work for us. And you say, great, but like, what's what's the benefits or what's the pay? They're like, oh, there there's nothing. It's like, do you go and do you go and do that? And then, I mean, okay, get, now, okay, yeah, no, that's interesting. Now it's, now it's like a, it's it's more of like a moral debate, I would say. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, that's, I mean, that's tough, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. I get that, yeah. I guess it depends. Like, I guess the whole thought experiment isn't negotiable. You don't have the option to negotiate. It's like, yeah. is there any no negotiations? No, it's zero. I mean, that's like it's oh, that's tough because like going back to the F one thing, it's like that's why every driver always wants to drive for Ferrari. Yeah. Even with Hamilton's contract coming up in for Mercedes, and everyone's like, when does that when does that come up? I think it's the end of the season. I think. And oh really? Everyone's like, oh, does he go for Ferrari? 
yeah, he's older now. Like, but like, I mean, Ferrari's not doing the best now, but it's like, yeah, a lot of people would be like, no way. Mercedes is the better car. They'll pay him more money. It's too much of a risk. He wouldn't go. But then it's like every like Ferrari when it comes to Formula One is like, that's the shit. That's where you want to be. Yeah. No matter what. That's why you got into it was to drive. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is true. So like at that point, I feel like any racer would be like, yeah, like just give me the shot. You know? Yeah. But but I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's tough. Like if you were. Like if you were if Apple gave you like position like, hey, you want to be part of like our very small design team for the entire company. Mm -hmm. You're like one of 10 of this small design company that oversees the design for everything. But we're not going to pay you anything. It's like. Is that like a slap in the face being like. Wow, you guys really are dicks. <laughs> or, <laughs> but is it then? It's like, but like, man, is it is it worth it for me to get my hands on like that experience and that knowledge, and to say that hey, like I designed an Alpha product kind of thing because of how big it is. Like, I guess I, it's one of those things where it is more like a moral debate. It's up to you, and you couldn't yeah. you couldn't judge someone for make for someone else for making the decision. Like if, if, if you yeah. were, if you were another F1 driver and Ricardo went to Williams instead of Mercedes because of the money mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everyone would be like, oh, you did it for the money. Obviously, why would you want to drive in the car? You couldn't judge him for that decision. That's his decision. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's like a, that's you know, tough. Because, yeah, if someone else did that, like, yeah, I want to go for at work, be a designer at Apple for no money. Like, it's Apple. I just want that that chance to be part of the team. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I mean, that's, I respect that. That's fair. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, yeah, would you do it? It's like, I don't. I guess it's easier at this position now. Like, where I'm at now, I would say yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because sure. I don't have the experience. It's like, man, if I go from no experience no pay anyways to now having experience at one of the biggest companies ever in history Mm -hmm. it's like yeah i'm gonna fucking take that of course you are because you have you have no background right yeah but if it was just this was year a few years down the line and i had a design job and i was making a decent amount of money and i already had experience and i wasn't so desperate to get into the industry where i had a little more freedom a little more chances to move around within it yeah would i take that then it's like that's tough that's like the opposite. Is that the opposite of selling out? You're not even doing it for money. You're doing it for. It depends. I guess personally, how you value that. That's company. true. Like, That's another it's, thing. It's right? funny we just talked about. It. it just reminded me of I was watching rewatching a movie. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called um, Burnt. Burnt. It's a cooking it movie. About? It's with oh, yeah. uh, Bradley Cooper. A cooking movie. Yeah. A chef movie. It sounds like something good old dad would get surrounded and get super excited about. Um, it's Bradley Cooper is the main Are character. Are they professional chefs though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, <laughs> yeah. good. That's that's all we need to know. Um, Bradley Cooper, I forgot the woman's name in it. Main character. Reese Witherspoon. No. Um, I forgot that one guy, the actor who actually was in Rush, the F one movie, the one that looked like uh, remember David Cosma. The one the actor look he looked like. Oh. 
I think the actor's name is like Daniel something. No, I'll is it Daniel? I'll look it up right now. Daniel Brull, B R U H L or or H O L, Daniel Brull. 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 Something like that. I think that's the guy's name. I'm not sure about the oh, Daniel. Geez. Last name um, is, last name is definitely correct. But the, he's in Rush. He's in Rush. He's in Rush. He's in um, Rush movie. Captain America: Civil War. Let's see here. Oh, isn't it Daniel Brühl? Oh, he does look a little like him. Yeah, Ron Howard directed that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Brühl plays Nicky Lauda. Nicky Lauda. Um. Anyways, movie is really really cool. Is it? First time I'd seen it was like when I first got Amazon Prime Video, or whatever, like mm-hmm. months ago. And I was like, this looks cool. I hope it's not like a rom-com, no which it isn't. Isn't. And I watched it. I, I absolutely love the movie. And it's like, it's where like Bradley Cooper's like, you know, one of the best chefs on the planet, but he's a dick. He's super oh, self, really? selfish, self-centered, like yelling at people like full Ramsey in the kitchen, you know, like when he's not like, really. he's, a, he's a dick Mark kind of thing, right? Eye. And it's like him trying to get his third Michelin star. Hmm. But there's interesting a, backstory on the Michelin star quickly. Do you know yeah. why they call it a Michelin star? No. Michelin sponsored it and used to basically award these Michelin stars to these restaurants that were super far away from like main cities so that people would have to drive farther to get oh. it to replace their tires. Cool. You know, cool the farther story. they the farther they drive, the sooner they have to replace the tires. The sooner they have to replace the tires, the more tires they end up buying in the lifetime of their vehicle, the more money Michelin. That's makes. actually really cool. Did not know that. Pretty cool. Obscure um, fact. Obscure knowledge. From me. Um, and like that's what he's going for. And there's a part kind of close to the beginning where he's trying to, uh, Bradley Cooper's character, he's trying to go around and like, he met with Daniel Brühl's character who like runs a hotel, owns like a hotel and restaurant, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to convince him like, yo, I'm going to let me be the head chef. Let me be my kitchen. And he's going around trying to recruit like people you'd want to work for him. Right. So mm-hmm. like he's going around on the street, like street food looking. He like finds this kid and this kid knows who he is. And he's like, oh, you're my idol kind of thing. Like, Whoa. and and Bradley was just eating something. He asked him, he's like, uh, would you work for me? And the kid's like, yeah, absolutely. I'd work for you. It's like, you're, you're like a, um, um, it's like, you're like, you're like a God to me. Like, cause of the, like as a chef, Whoa. right? Like you're like up there or whatever. Right. And, and, um, Bradley Cooper's like, um, damn he's right. Like, I am. He's, he's like, uh, would you work for me for free? And the kid's like, what do you mean? Like what? And he's like, where do you work for me for free? For free. He's like, I, I don't know. He's like, how much would you pay me to work for me? Whoa. And, okay. and, and like, because I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And he's like, what do you, what, off guard. what do you, what do you mean? And the, and the Vancouver's like, I'm just trying to make like the difference. He's like, or no, the kid's like, Oh, like you're a hero to me or something. Or like, you're like a, like God of food or whatever. And like, he's like, I'm like, what's God the difference? Food. Like, I don't know. He doesn't say that. that sounds stupid, but he's like, you know, like pretty what's funny. the oh, difference like between it. like a hero and like a God. It's like, am I God to you? Like, would you pay me to work for me? Whoa. Kind of thing, right? It's like that, you know, if I was just a hero to you, like, no. But like, if if I'm that high to you, like, what would you do to work for me kind of thing? 
That's tricky, isn't and it? And at the end, he, he just says, he's like, he's like, I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of messing around. I'm just saying, like, if you work in my kitchen, you have to have, like, you have to be arrogant. He's like, you got to uh, stand up. You got to stand up for yourself kind of thing. He's got a fair point, though. But like, there's that thing, right? Because that's what it kind of reminded me of. It's like, you know, Apple, how many times in one of her classes throughout the four years was Apple used as an example for design? All the time. <laughs> right? Literally it's like all the time. Mood boards, blah, blah, blah. It's the go-to, right? It's literally like if you had like a handbook of design, mm-hmm. like Diderom's Apple like it would be there you know yeah as like one of the things you have to pray to you know at this point to be a designer kind of thing it's in the bible it's it's up there so it's like at that point it's like that it's like would would you work for nothing to be there hmm you know i wouldn't personally would you pay them to work for them (laughs) like you know because it's not like it's like you know i i wouldn't either but it's like you know if you're in there, think about the connections and like, essentially you work there, like obviously you're going to work on cool stuff, but it's to have to say on your resume, you worked for Apple. That's like the leverage yeah, you true. need to work other places kind of thing. I feel like, yeah, right? you got Maybe. a point there. So I wonder like looking at it that way, like, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know about that one because that one's a little tricky because it's like you're you're not able to support yourself as a designer, right? And that's the ultimate goal is to be able to support yourself doing what you love, doing what you enjoy. Yeah. You might be able to do what you love and do what you enjoy, but if you can only do that for six months and then you have to stop because you have to just eat rice and beans and you've missed four, six months of rent. Yeah. Because you're not making any money. Yeah. So maybe that's more of an extreme example, but but yeah, like going back to the original question, like I was design job for fifty bucks an hour and then Honda offered me the chance to go be a car exterior designer in their studio for twenty five dollars for half the price. Yeah. I would say yes. Of course. Because you're still able to support yourself. Yeah. And like M- much less, I mean, if effectively, if, but if you weren't crazy about cars and that's not what you always wanted to do, then maybe that's a no. And I can understand easy that, but for you to pass that opportunity for me, I'd be like, yes, you know, I would, I want the experience. I want to get my foot into that specific part of the industry, mm-hmm. you know, hell yeah. Kind of thing. It's a tricky thing, isn't it? Like knowing, knowing what you're worth and then basing your value off that. It's like setting up your your hourly rate for freelance work and distinguishing whether you charge per hour or whether you charge per project. And then even like talking about asking for a raise at work, you know, like at what point do you approach your employer or your boss or whoever's in charge of determining that and ask for more money? You know, I've, in my experience working I've only really realistically I've only ever worked excluding the school because that was a little different. I've only ever worked for two places where I've been paid for for working and that's excluding jobs done at school. Mm-hmm. 
Cause I was more of like, you could do that through like the financial assistance study thing. Like you basically say you make $0 and have $0 saved. And they're like, Oh, a student in financial need address him. And then they're like, would you like a job? I did that, but no one ever contacted me. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Did you say that you made $0 and had zero in savings? Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Cause I did that for, for doing that where they find your job and also for like uh, bursaries and stuff like that. Oh, and like scholarships. But did you do that for like on campus employment though? Yeah, I did for both. Yeah. For oh, that and, a, and for hard. like the, and for the thing where you could basically use the same thing for like apply for bursaries and scholarships. For, you got nothing. And no, I remember getting an email back from the bursary one was like, sorry, no, like we haven't like picked you. And it's like, okay. Thanks, but no thanks. Cool. You know, no, that's a bit dicky. Yeah, never got back to me the job, so I was like, maybe, maybe I, I didn't maybe not submit maybe an application. Not. I don't know. Maybe it didn't go yeah. through. It's a very weak system that they have there. Like they need to do something to just revamp a whole bunch of that stuff because it was even in the time that I was there, it was always just super messy. It was never like it would take forever for people to answer emails, and I think they cut the budget on a lot of things, and that was they the main. Probably did it on purpose. Yeah, they probably did it on purpose. It's like how about. It how about president of Humber instead of buying a new car this year? How about we're going on like a vacation to a giant cottage getaway somewhere. How about you just give me, give me just a little bit of cash, please, 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 just, just a little bit, just a little bit, please. please but even little. then, like back, back to the point of the whole thing was like, I've only ever worked at two places where I've had, where I've made a paycheck each week or every other week. Right. And never asked for a raise. I got a raise within the first two months at the job that I'm at now, which completely threw me off guard. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. My boss came in. I was working in this like a shared office between me and the engineering manager, Lachlan. And my boss, James, came in and he was like, uh, like talking to me. And he's like, I've been thinking about um, uh, upping your pay a bit. You know, like we still like standard. We do like X percent, whatever that is. He's like, been thinking about upping your pay, you know, like you've been doing a good job and we appreciate what you've been doing. And, you know, it, he says it, it deserves to be rewarded, the work that you're doing. And I'm like, so confused and caught off guard, you know, because I, f- I feel like both of us fall into this, this mindset of thinking where even if the work that we're doing is really, really good, even if it's like top notch, next level stuff. Mm-hmm will find a way in that work to be like, yeah, it's probably like mediocre average at best. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give this much thought if anything. Yeah. That you know, and you always fall like, into the self depreciating thing that and it's always like, yeah, I guess I did do good work, but like, I'm just starting out. So yeah, exactly. You know, I, I can't ask for much. I'm just a new person. Kind of thing. Yeah. And, but that was like end of August, I think something like that. And for me, that recognition was huge, you know? Yeah, that's a nice I was so caught off guard, so humbled by it. And then it made me think, like, the work that I'm doing is getting recognized, it's getting valued, and it's being appreciated. Therefore, I must be doing something right. So I know now what my base level is, you know? And I know what my Mm -hmm. minimum work effort and work quality is. And it's this current standard that I'm at right now. Right. And that's hoping that the more work that I can do at such at that level, 
continues to add more value so that in, say, a year or two years time, I can approach my boss and say, hey, I know we've been, I've been doing this and such and such for the last X amount of years. Um, I'm wondering if there's like any possibility that we can talk about maybe upping my pay, say another X percent, whatever that is. But I f- like you, I feel like you ultimately need to have the work and then the consistency, but also the added value to back that up. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the, that's the thing. I couldn't go in in the first, like when I first started, I was a contractor, basically I was hired to do this video, but there was no written contract or anything. It was all very loose. And as I was editing this first video project, I was thinking, what am I like, what am I going to charge hourly for this? You know, mm-hmm. like, what am I going to base this off of? What am I worth? What have, what is a justifiable price for the work that I'm doing? to give to these guys, you know, like, what is that magic number? Still don't know the answer to that. Cause it was basically like, he said, do you want to, would you want to come in and work full time here? So sure. Jump right on that, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, like the whole, the whole money thing is, is tricky. But then even still, he said, yeah, like keep track of the hours. And then, in my first paycheck, I was paid for that project and then my first week of work because I kept track of everything. And I was like, I don't think I've ever gotten a paycheck that high in my life. Not yet. You know, and just, just not yet, exactly. And then just seeing that come in for the first time, I was like, wow. I, I did some work that got valued and appreciated. Someone used it. And then I got something out of it in return. Mm-hmm. Like, That's pretty freaking cool, you know? can't wait can't wait it's it's it is it's a super rewarding and exciting thing you know and like especially you i've never worked solely from home before like i work from home two days a week typically but i've always had that in-person context you know i'm like i'm in there three at least three i try and do at least three days a week driving out to work each like three three times um just so that i'm physically there like in person you know you like you drive off the people that are there you get you kind of read the room in a way you get to learn who the other people are and like different personalities because i feel like that's that may be a tricky thing for you to get used to at first is you only know one of these people Mm -hmm. who we used to go to school with the other people you have no idea really no i'm gonna meet them over like zoom yeah if i get it yeah which you will i guarantee you that you will but like it's gonna be tricky like your your main relationship with these people is through a digital medium which is a little weird it's like it's very 21st century it's very 2020 yeah definitely but it's also just strange you know you have to learn you you're gonna have to learn these people through zoom or through FaceTime or Skype or Microsoft Teams or whatever it is that they're using. Yeah. You know? You're going to have to like understand their their pretenses in in emails and like how they write emails, whether they're super articulate or super loose, low-key and laid back, whether or not you use hi or hey. It's all like weird weird email stuff, like nitty-gritty stuff. Yeah. That like this whole work from home thing has has brought on but 
I mean, you're going to be fine. Hopefully. You're getting paid for it. You're not getting paid. You may not be getting paid a lot, but you're getting paid more than $0 an hour. That's the important part. Yeah. And again, experience is like exactly what I need and want. Yeah. And ultimately, like, it's good that you're able to make money. And even though it is a small percentage of money compared to, say, like another more higher end design job the the value of the experience way supersedes the paycheck that you're going to yeah. get you know you're going to be able to use this experience to probably get you into a lot more niche places as opposed to someone even like myself or some some of the other classmates that we graduated with who have jobs where they're working at more low scale smaller project scope engineering or tech companies you know Mm -hmm. but then you come along and you say like yeah i was for all intents and purposes an advanced concept designer for an electric vehicle startup it's like that's pretty cool does sound pretty cool you know it's a lot better to say that than like cad technician at such and such company Mm -hmm. even just the wording of it weighs a lot right absolutely yeah it's a huge thing huge thing yeah so i'm, I'm pretty pumped hopefully i, I can be. get it and, i would be yeah i would be so stoked like if if i was in your position i'd be going out and i'd probably have my amazon cart full of like chart pack markers and polychromos pencils but yeah i probably should you have to get more yeah, char- i need more of both actually that reminds me i've been thinking about putting an order in above ground um, or yeah at above ground so if you want if you want in on that order i've been thinking about it maybe this oh. week or next week um is there any deals on right now i'm waiting to get closer to black friday yeah to see because i think i think i'm pretty much set in stone on going with the uh adobe cc thing mm-hmm. if if there is a discount on that i'm pretty sure i'm gonna end up going i think i would honestly i think it would it'd be it'd be worth it like yeah it's something you'd probably use the most. Yeah, this is true. Right? I mean, my entire life is built around Adobe, Adobe Photoshop, uh, Illustrator, Adobe and Premiere Pro right now, right? Yeah, so like at that point, already I think it's worth it. Yeah. If I use it eight hours a day. Well, do you think like if you, you pay that and it's that much for a year, it's like you're going to make that back in what, like a month? Two and a half days. Just or, going I mean, based sorry, yeah, the, sorry, I mean, yeah, two, yeah, sorry. I don't know why I was thinking about just going, just second. going based to sorry, two days. Like the longest silence. I, ever. I don't know why I just, for some reason, my mind just went a month. Yeah, yeah Zach, for I some make, reason, I make, I make two dollars an hour. I'm sorry, I was, I'm really off. Okay, I know. Well, no, it's I, the COVID. It's the COVID I, that's yeah, messing with you. It's smoothing out my brain. Um, smooth brain boy. Yeah. So yeah, like at that point, it's like, you know pay it it's off pretty quick bad. anyways yeah literally two and a half days go for it monday More. morning starting at eight finishing at five tuesday start at eight finish at five wednesday start at eight finish at 12 boom there's your adobe cc done for the year yeah so two i would say 100 percent go for it yeah i think i think i will i'm gonna make an adobe portfolio page website thing that i can then link to my website mm. why not why not do it literally why not I'd say nothing nothing to lose there at all 
which is kind of the exciting thing. Like there's so much that you can do with something like that. That's what I'm saying. Like it's literally your most used tool and Mm -hmm. asset for design. So it's like other than a pencil and paper. Yeah. And my field notes. And if if I get the job too, if I'm going to do more sketching, I have to go buy another pack of 11 by 17. I'm running low. Yeah. you may have to, especially if you're like churning. You, dude, you could be churning out 20, 25, 30 pages a day. Possibly, depending. Yeah. Think of the content. Think of the portfolio content. That's, I think, where like the worth is in there. You know, totally. The portfolio totally. content and the experience, I think, is, um, makes the price worth it. I totally the pay agree. it worth it for my position where I am right now. I think it's more than worth it. If they weren't paying you, would you? Would you work there? That would be tough. I, yeah. If it was like Harder nothing. Harder to justify. If it was nothing, I probably. Still still remote work. Yeah, I think I would still want to do it, but I couldn't do it. Uh, yeah, I get that. I'd want to do it for, again, for the experience and the portfolio work. Mm-hmm. But I just financially couldn't do it because it just, like, I couldn't survive. I need to, be, I need to make money, you know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. It makes something. It's tricky. It's very tricky. Yeah. It's like that was the whole reason why I took up the internship in Australia with big media company in the Daily Talk Show last year. Yeah, 2019. Was because I was able to go four months without working. I was able to use money that I had saved up beforehand to cover me during that point in time. Yeah. I was able to minimize my expenses while I was there and effectively get i knew i i knew it like you were saying like you i knew that the experience was going to far surpass any money that i was going to spend getting there going there living there the the value and the people that i met and the experience that i got and the things that i learned far outweigh the whatever four months of minimum wage pay would end up being what would that be like Probably a two and a half, two and a half, three thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Say yeah. like say ten, eleven grand. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Give or take ish. Give or take ish a bit. Ish. Yeah. Somewhere around there, I would say. Like My. the connections that I had there, the people that I was exposed to, the things that I learned, the places I got to go and see worth far more than ten, eleven thousand dollars. At that point, it's like just for the memories, it's worth it. But exactly. But um. But yeah, like think about like the 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 experience and knowledge you gain from that, and the the contacts, which are yeah essentially the most valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Right, is who Legit- you know. Legitimate celebrities. It's yeah, which it's is little, bizarre. It's super weird. Yeah, it's, it's super weird. It's more than worth it, you know. Like to think that I have that I was having coffee with some Australian celebrities who most of the 25 million people in Australia have grown up watching on TV, longing to meet. And then this random Canadian kid comes out of nowhere and is like, oh, we're going to go get coffee. Like, let's go. It's super bizarre. Crazy. It's ridiculously strange. And it still hurts my brain to this day just to think about. Because I'm like, how did I end up there? 
You asked. How did I, exactly. How did I put myself in this situation where I'm running to the store called Bunnings, which is like their version of Home Depot? Right. How did I end up going to Bunnings to buy like paint for a project where we're working with TV stars who starred on Big Brother Australia? How, who, how did I do that? You asked. How did I get myself in that position? You literally asked. Exactly. I sent a simple one paragraph email after the gym. Dude, I was eating tuna and cottage cheese that night. The little bit of the sriracha sauce that we had in the fridge. Yeah, which is pretty much every meal for you at that point. Pretty much every meal at that point in time, yeah. But like, still, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spurred on everything. It still Amazing. blows my mind. It is. It is actually really cool when you think about it. Yeah, you go yeah. back. You look at. You look back on it. But I was also able to afford that. That's the. That's thing. what I'm saying. Like you could do that without financially being completely screwed. You know. Oops. Yeah. Which is very important. If I was in a position where I wasn't working at the school and wasn't making any money, that's then. That's like four or five thousand dollars that I wouldn't have made. Which means that four or five thousand dollars is going to have to come from somewhere else, which then means it's effectively doubling my cost that I then have to try and make up over the summer, right? Which is just tricky. Yeah. But I was fortunate enough to be in that space. It made, I was able to make it make sense for me at that point. Yeah. Whereas that's not everybody's situation. No, you know? unfortunately. But. Unfortunately, but, uh, Work. That's why I think if, if you can afford to take an unpaid internship, it's not the end of the world. But if you can't afford to, then don't do it, obviously. Again, knowing your worth. Yeah. That's that's the that's what I would say would be the key takeaway. If you're in a position Yeah. If if Go you're in a position it. where you have leverage, yes. Yes, it comes down it. to it's knowing your worth. I feel like my position, it's like, nah, I don't have as much leverage to... Zach, you effectively have zero leverage. Yeah, right? Exactly. The only leverage that you have is that you have a lot of debt and that you need money. Yeah, essentially, yeah. So it's different from my point of view at, right now, but, you know. Things in a few can years' change. time, That's... it could be different, you know? Exactly. Could, actually, never know. In a few years... I mean, hopefully this will be true. In a few years, it could be, you know, we want to do this job for $20 an hour. I'd be like, sorry, not worth my time. No, sorry. Hopefully, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, you hope you can get to that point. There's a possibility. You and I would I, I, th- I think this thing is going to go really well for you. Like I think, think so. so. like to think so. Hopefully we have a, an update on Monday by the time we do nice. the show. Hopefully yeah. you'll have a job update for us. Other than that, any uh, any new news in Zach's life? Not really, no. No, pretty other chill overall. Finding out whether or not I have COVID. Yeah, that'll be Monday, hopefully. Yeah, well, it depends how long it takes for him to oh, give yeah, me results. Oh, yeah, to process the test, too. So we may, we may not know until Tuesday. Yeah, I don't know. But Tuesday, we'll have Sean Pladek on the show. We may have to do later because I think it takes him like an hour and a half, almost two hours to bus home. Yeah. So we'll have to talk to him, figure out when works for his schedule and... uh yeah. We'll sync him up and we'll get him in our Discord. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. Very exciting. Oh, man. Cannot wait to chat to Sean Platic. Hell 
Oh, yeah. Oh, he's so beautiful, isn't he? He really is. He's literally I, I, the, one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. He really is. I totally, I totally didn't realize how long it's been since seeing him. Like, for yeah. some reason, I thought it was sooner than that, but no, it really has been like end of July when we saw, when we had that party. Three and a half months. Yeah. That's insane. Wow. Three and a half months since we've seen almost everybody except Nick. Yeah. Because we went out and flew drones and stuff with Nick. We went to yeah. Moon River. Moon River. And that was over a month ago. Wild. Isn't that insane? Just crazy. Talk about mind-blowing. Yeah. It sounds like there's a herd of elephants outside. It's like literally a thousand people are here. Not very Jesus. COVID safe. Not very COVID safe. Hey, not very COVID safe. I'm going to lock myself in my room so I don't get COVID. Yeah, I'm trying not to die here. So uh, Zach, what's uh, what's our Instagram really quick? What is it? What's it called? The process underscore underscore podcast. Beautiful. I absolutely love, love that. I've kind of taken a break on Instagram this week, to be honest. Been pretty busy. That's okay, though. Yeah. Say yeah. lovey. But uh, it is what yeah. It is. yeah, it is what it is. It's it's an evolving process. No one's okay. perfect. No, That's the thing. It's an evolving. Daniel Ricardo is pretty perfect though. Let's he's pretty close. Yeah, he's pretty close. He is pretty close. What a charming guy. <laughs> he is very charming. Yeah, he's funny His too. Smile. Oh my gosh. Pretty happy dude. <sighs> yeah. He's got a good energy about him too. Really good vibe. You know. He does. He does. He does, yeah. Really good vibe. Very talented. And he dude too. he got on the podium two weeks ago or something like that, was it? Yeah, third. Good for him. Good for him. It was good for him because no one thought he they would do it. it. Renault was yeah, struggling. He it. Yeah, big time. I'm glad he's leaving. I'm glad he's going to McLaren. Yeah, McLaren's doing better now, so he might actually have a chance of getting some more podiums with McLaren. He better. He better. If you've ever been on the podium. Send us an email, hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. I think I'm, I'm think I'm gonna try and make that like a reoccurring thing where I'll use that email tagline as and I'll base that off of whatever conversation we're finishing on. Mm. You know? I th- I th- okay. I think that's a good way to like uh, that. good way to I segue like into it. I like that idea. And if you've ever written a segue, send us an email, hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, hit it up, get in our inbox. Mm, yes. Make that make that little red number thing that shows up at the bottom or at the top of the email folder. Make that go up in numbers. Please and thank you. Please. And if you're enjoying it, share it with a friend. Send it to a friend. Post it on your Instagram story. If you post it on your Instagram story, we'll send you something cool. A framed photo of me and Zach kissing. <laughs> With a glitter and kitten mm-hmm. stickers. You imagine? We'll do it. Okay. You know why? Because Zach's got a job now. He's, he'll be able to help pay postage. That's maybe, the exciting part. Maybe, maybe. Maybe not. We'll do it. I'll pay for it all. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Process Podcast. It's been a very enjoyable ride as we approach this numeric 50 point episodes. Very close. It's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy, actually. Half of half of 100. We'll reach 100 sometime in January, which realistically mm. is not far off. No. It's like five weeks until Christmas. It's not far at all. Wow. Isn't that terrifying? 
That's pretty terrifying. That is super terrifying. And ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for some Sean Plattick episode. Hopefully sometime next week, as long as Zach First doesn't guest. die and Sean is around. Yes. Hopefully. We'll have to, uh, two confirm. We'll have to confirm with him. Confirm for my first death. ever. Yeah. First ever guest episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so darn much. Yeah. Thank you. And don't worry. Don't stress because we'll be right back in your ear holes on Monday. We're going to take a weekend off. Have a bit of chill in. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Have a good one. Catch ya. Peace.